So now we are in part two. If you have not watched part one, I recommend you watch that part because it's not going to make sense. I tell a story in the beginning of forgiveness, of an example, of how Christ forgave us, some reasons why we would not forgive, and then now we look at some possible consequences. Because like I said, forgiveness is a choice that we must make. And if we don't, there are possible consequences that could happen to us. And so the first one is that God will not forgive our sins. Simply put, Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 to 15, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Why does God look at this so importantly, so strict, some might say? It's because God forgave us. We were sinners. We were going to hell and God saved us. God called us. He chose to forgive us. He didn't have to. It, was, it would be right and just for him to send all of us to hell, but he chose to save us. And so like we looked at our response should be to forgive others. If we truly experience God's love and forgiveness, we just cannot not forgive others. And so that's why God looks at this so strict that it is possible that we might not be forgiven because we do not forgive others. Which then will become a hindrance in our worship and service to God, which is my second point. If we read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24, it says, So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. God does not want us just to continue to live for Him, continue to put a Christian mask on, continue to live like everything is alright when there's unforgiveness, when there's bitterness in our hearts. He's not going to just let it go easy. He wants us to deal with it. And so, another possible consequence that could happen to us if we choose not to forgive others, to truly let go, and we'll look at it later of what it means to forgive others, is that there will be hindrance in our worship and service to God. And I already read this spot. We can offer our gift, but God is not going to accept it. Whether it's our worship of our lips, whether it's preaching, reading God's word, serving other people. God wants us to be reconciled with our brothers and sisters first, before we come and offer our gift to the Lord. The third one is that we will grieve the Holy Spirit. If we will live in bitterness and anger, it will then cause us to look at others differently. It will grieve the Holy Spirit and pull us further from God's church and Christ Himself. This peace, this joy will begin to leave us and we will see things through a filter all because of unforgiveness, all because of this bitterness that is stored up in our hearts. And like it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 to 32, Apostle Paul writes, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So when Apostle Paul is mentioning here not grieving the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed, and then he brings up all these reasons, this is how we grieve the Holy Spirit. 
by corrupt talk, by bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, when we are not kind to one another, when we are not tender-hearted, when we hate each other and not forgive each other as Christ forgave us. And we want the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. We want the Holy Spirit to move in our lives and our churches. But for that to happen, one of the reasons, one of the requirements is that we would have love. We would have forgiveness in our hearts. And so there you have it is just three reasons three consequences that could happen if we choose not to forgive number one god will not forgive our sins and we looked at matthew chapter 6 verse 14 to 15. second is that there could be hindrances in our worship and service to god and we looked at matthew chapter 5 verse 23 and 24 about bringing the gift to the altar and then third we looked at grief being the holy spirit which if we let bitterness and anger it will then cause us to look at others differently it's going to cause us to pull us further from God's church and God's and God himself and then the question still lies is how and when should we forgive John Piper once said in his sermons is that the fullest experience of forgiveness involves the other person recognizing the wrong that he has done against you and repenting and asking for forgiveness and then when that happens then you forgive for then you give forgiveness freely by grace because of what Christ has done for you so the offense that has been taken and the offense that was done are laid down, put aside, and not brought up again. In other words, forgiveness is literally us forgetting, is putting aside. That means when we talk with these people that have hurt us, we do not bring it up in conversations. We do not talk behind their backs because forgiveness is an active response. It's not just on our lips. It's not just we profess and confess that we have forgiven this person, but it's letting it off on our hearts. We forgive by truly letting go. And on 93.9, I was listening to the radio while driving home from work one day. And one of the speakers there was talking about forgiveness. And he said that forgiveness is not about keeping score, but about losing count. And I want to just emphasize this and to repeat this. And so for you to remember this is that forgiveness is not about keeping score, but about losing count. God wants us to lose count. And if we remember the prodigal son, the father, when the prodigal son, he came back, the father did not recount his son's rebelliousness, his obedience, his previous actions. He accepted him the way he was and he covered him with his love. And so God calls us to do the same, to cover with his love. And obviously we can't do this on our own, only with the Holy Spirit's help, because when the Holy Spirit pours out his love into our hearts, when we experience God's forgiveness, then we will be able to do this. Because we will only be able to forgive others when we ourselves have experienced God's love and forgiveness towards us. There is no way there, there's no way around it. And so, finally, when do we forgive? In Mark chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. In other words, we forgive right away. But if it happens to be that we are praying and we remember and the Holy Spirit convicts our hearts that we have something against somebody, that someone else has something against us and we know it, then we need to forgive them right there and then. We need to call them up. We need to meet with this person. We need to be reconciled. We need to deal with these things. Because like we said, our gift will not be accepted. Our prayer could not be heard because of our, our unforgiveness. And so in Luke chapter 17, verse 4, it also says, 
And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Once again, Jesus himself says these words that we must forgive. We must forgive all the time without a limit. And why? Because we forgive more, we sin more against God than somebody might sin against us. We cause more pain, if we can say, more disobedience towards God than someone may do this towards us. And so, yes, we fall every single day. And what does God do by His mercy? He forgives us when we come to Him and we repent. And so when somebody else comes to us and asks for repentance, oh, we must do the same and give it back as a gift of grace, like Jesus did to, towards us. But what if someone does not ask forgiveness? Well, what about Gladys' situation? Jesus' situation? What about Stephen's situation? Many other people who died, who went through sorrow, and nobody asked them forgiveness. I want to say that we forgive for our own good, so that there is no hindrances between us and God, so that we may be united, and that we may be able to serve God without any hindrances, nothing separating us from God. And in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 Apostle Paul writes be angry and do not sin do not let the Sun go down on your anger in other words we must forgive that person the same day meet with that person call them up and don't let this bitterness and hurt last till tomorrow because if you do it's only going to become more and more difficult which means it's going to be more difficult to get rid of you don't wake up just letting it all go one day so it's better to deal with it faster and to be reconciled and continue to live because if we don't then we're letting the devil steal our joy and peace but when we do forgive when we do let go with god's help we continue to grow in christ we continue to draw near to god and we have no hindrances in that and so i want to call us all of us to forgive us fast because we don't want hindrances in our prayers because we want to see god's presence and glory in our lives but one of the requirements, like we looked at, is to forgive and not to procrastinate in it, not to lay it off. So let us forgive as Christ forgave us. And I know some of you may be saying, but I'm not ready to forgive. How can I even forgive this person? It's not even just or right. But I want to say that if you even have fully, have not let go of them or the hurt, tell yourself you will forgive. Just like Gladys said, I will forgive them because Christ forgave me because I'm doing it for my good. I didn't deserve forgiveness and Christ forgave me. They don't deserve forgiveness, but I'm going to choose to forgive them so that God's name may be glorified. And so I bless them and I pray for them. And God bless you all to forgive, to not hold anything against anyone in your hearts. Let the people around us see this love within us. Let the people see us, how we forgive others, even our enemies, and let them glorify God and let them come to know God through our love. See you in the next section where we will be talking about ministries.